MSW Media. Thanks to Athletic Greens for supporting The Daily Beans. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. If you're looking for a simpler and cost-effective supplement routine, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. And thanks to Aura Frames for supporting The Daily Beans. Aura Frames makes digital picture frames, and right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Visit auraframes.com to get up to $30 off their best-selling Carver frames. Plus, get free shipping with code DAILYBEANS at checkout. This deal ends on May 14th, so don't wait. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. Today, there's new information suggesting the leader of the Republican Party in Georgia will be indicted by the Fulton County District Attorney. A judge orders Donald Trump not to post evidence from the hush money case on social media. The Texas mall shooter made racist and anti-Semitic posts. The Department of Justice charges the Pink Beret Capitol rioter after her ex identified her from a viral post. The jury will begin deliberating in the Trump rape case. And two Republicans side with Dems to vote to pass a gun bill out of committee after months of advocacy by Uvalde victims. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hi, Dana. How are you? I am back in my full glory, and it feels nice to be here. The good news was just a little warm-up fluffer, and now I'm here. (laughs) Yes, we left you with the good news. Yes, we did. And now we get to the maybe not-so-good news, but we do have... Quite a quite a few things going on today. First of all, both sides have rested in the E. Jean Carroll defamation and rape case. So uh, they start meeting at 10 o'clock this morning on Tuesday, as you're listening to this, Eastern time. Uh, that's when the jury instructions will be handed out. Uh, everybody I've spoken to so far believes we'll have a verdict by the end of the week. We will see. But I just have to, you know, hats off to, to Roberta Kaplan and, and Mr. Ferreira and the whole legal team. And of course, to Shiro, Valkyrie, yes. E. Jean Carroll, yeah. for, for going through what she's had to go through to, to seek justice. Absolutely. And I would say that, you know, both sides have rested, but E. Jean is probably resting and Trump hasn't slept in months. So I'm, I'm happy with that. She's probably taken a, a breath and exhaling and he's got one after the other. I don't think he's going to have another peaceful day left in his life. Yeah, no. Talk about a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven punch. I mean, he's. Oh, yeah. He's about to get pummeled. He's got many, many things, uh, many wonderful things happening. It's tremendous. More things than ever than any other president <laughs> happening. More, more indictments. <laughs> I'm number one in indictments in presidents. I'll be number one. Uh, so we do have a lot of news to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up from the Atlanta Journal Constitution, David Schaefer. The chairman of the Georgia Republican Party, also the guy who's paying for all of the fraudulent electors' lawyers, was following legal advice and broke no laws when he cast his contingent electoral college vote for Donald Trump. And that's according to Schaefer's lawyers. And this is in a letter to Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis. And in this letter, attorneys Holly Pearson and Craig Gillen also said Schaefer was relying on an almost identical scenario which played out in Hawaii more than six decades ago and was led by Democrats. Not true. The lawyers made the claims in a March 26th letter to Fonnie Willis, seeking to ward off an indictment against Schaefer, 
who will leave the post as GOP party chair in June. Last summer, Willis labeled Schaefer and the other 15 GOP electors as targets of her ongoing investigation into possible criminal meddling in Georgia's 2020 election. Quote, every action by Mr. Schaefer as a presidential elector nominee or contingent elector in 2020 was specifically undertaken in conformity with and reliance upon the repeated and detailed advice of legal counsel eliminating any possible uh, criminal intent or liability, unquote. That's Pearson and Gillen in the 11-page letter sent to Fonnie Willis. In a statement to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Gillen said he was sharing a copy of the letter now because he and Pearson were concerned that the public was unaware of the reasons why the GOP electors took the actions they did, which he said were based on strong legal precedent and legal advice. Okay. Quote, I believe that any fair-minded person with possession of all the facts would conclude that Mr. Schaefer and the other Republican presidential elector nominees acted lawfully and appropriately, Gillen said. No, that's not true. <laughs> I consider myself a fair-minded person, and they broke the effing law. <laughs> Will- Willis's office declined to comment. She has said she will disclose her charging decisions between July 11th and September 1st. In a separate legal filing late Friday, a lawyer representing some of the other GOP electors said at least eight of them had accepted immunity deals. The letter also said members of the Fulton Special Purpose Grand Jury that investigated the case may have been, quote, improperly influenced by erroneous and inflammatory media coverage. In light of the fact that forewoman Emily Kors had said in interviews that a fellow juror often brought in a newspaper. So they're bringing that point up. Zachary Cohen at CNN tweeted today that sources have told him and Sarah Murray, quote, that Schaefer would be among those indicted by Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis. And I can confirm Schaefer's lawyer sent a letter to the DA's office arguing he should not be charged in part because he was following the advice of pro-Trump attorneys. I would never follow the advice (laughs) of any pro-Trump attorney, by the way. All right. Thank you, A.G. This next story is from Reese and Gregorian at NBC. The New York state judge presiding over the criminal hush money case against Donald Trump. Well, he issued an order on Monday restricting the former president from posting about some evidence in the case on social media. In his order, Judge Juan Mershon largely sided with the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg by limiting what Trump can publicly disclose about new evidence from the prosecution before the case goes to trial. A digital hush uh, hush order, if you would. <laughs> now, Mershon, he's, he's good at hush orders. Uh, Mershon's order said that anyone with access to the evidence being turned over to Trump's team from state prosecutors, quote, shall not copy, disseminate, or disclose the material to third parties, including social media platforms, which he has a hard time staying away from, <laughs> and without prior approval from the court, which is not going to give it to him. <laughs> it also singles out Trump, saying he is allowed to review sensitive, quote, limited dissemination materials from prosecutors only in the presence of his lawyers, also something he's not good at, and shall not be permitted to copy, photograph, also something he's not good at, <laughs> transcribe or otherwise independently possess the limited dissemination materials. Additionally, the order restricts Trump from reviewing, and I quote, forensic images of witness cell phones, though his lawyers can show him, quote, approved portions of the images after <laughs> obtaining permission from the judge, which he's not going like to get. a fucking five-year-old, right? <laughs> I know. Don't touch it. Hey, don't get the don't parental touch controls. On don't here touch here. it. Mm-hmm. All right. Trump's lawyers and the DA's office did not immediately respond to requests for comment on Monday. Now, the ruling largely tracks a request for a protective order from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office that Trump's attorneys had complained was extremely restrictive. Prosecutors had argued they needed 
And I quote again, safeguards that will protect the integrity of the materials, saying the quote risk that Trump would use them inappropriately is substantial. Well, <laughs> why would they think that? I don't know. The Mar-Lagos case? Anyway. Uh, This is a quote, Donald J. Trump has a longstanding and perhaps singular history of attacking witnesses, investigators, prosecutors, trial jurors, grand jurors, judges, and other involved (laughs) in legal proceedings against him, putting those individuals and their families at considerable safety risk. The DA's office argued that in a court filing last month. I'd say they're right on target. Women, election workers, Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> it goes on and on. Oh, my God. Prosecutors had stressed they were not seeking a gag order against the 2024 presidential candidate. <laughs> they just wanted to make sure Trump did not misuse their evidence, which, if he gets a hold of, will misuse their evidence. <laughs> Part of me is like, you know what? Let him fucking do it. I know he's trying to taint the case, but let him get in trouble. Well, and, uh, you know, I'm sure he will, even with all these parental controls. We'll see. For sure. Uh, Next up, a social media page appearing to belong to the gunman who killed eight people at a Dallas area outlet mall shared extremist beliefs with rants against Jews, women and racial minorities posted since September, as well as posts about struggling with mental health. Don't know why they needed to throw that in there. Mauricio Garcia, 33, maintained a profile on the Russian social networking platform OKRU, including posts referencing extremist online forums such as 4chan and content from white nationalists, including Nick Fuentes, who's an anti-Semitic white nationalist provocateur. In the weeks before the attack, the shooter posted more than two dozen photos of Allen Premium Outlets Mall, where he was killed by an officer at a mass shooting on Saturday, and surrounding areas, including several screenshots of Google location information, seemingly monitoring the mall to find out its busiest times. Many of his posts referenced his mental health. In his final post, he lamented what his family might say and wrote that no psychologist would have been able to fix him. In another post, he made a disturbing comment or disturbing comments about what makes a mass shooting important and praised a person who opened fire at a private Christian school in Nashville earlier this year, killing six people, including three children. The shooter also posted a series of links to other sites, including a YouTube account that featured a video published the day of the shooting. In it, he removes a scream mask and says, not quite what you were expecting, huh? Unquote. He also posted photos of a flak vest emblazoned with patches, including one with the acronym RWDS, Right Wing Death Squad, a popular meme among far-right extremist groups. Another post included a series of shirtless pictures with visible white power tattoos, including SS on his arms and a swastika on his chest. The shooter was armed with multiple weapons, including an AR-15-style rifle and a handgun, when he fired at the crowded outdoor mall in Allen. And in a related story, we're going to shift this to a little good news, from the Austin American statesman. In a shocking last-minute turn of events, a bill that would raise the minimum age from 18 to 21 to purchase an AR-15-style semi-automatic rifle in Texas advanced out of a House Select Committee on Monday, hours before a key legislative deadline. Republican representatives Sam Harless of Spring and Justin Holland of Rockwall joined all six Democratic lawmakers on the committee to advance the bill by an eight to five vote after a hastily called committee meeting on Monday. As the vote was announced in the Capitol hearing room, the parents of several Uvalde mass shooting victims, as well as many gun control advocates, burst into sobs and cheers. Quote, I'm feeling very overwhelmed, very emotional. That's Kimberly Garcia. She said that through tears after the committee vote. Her 10-year-old daughter 
Amory Joe Garza was one of the 19 fourth graders and two teachers killed at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde in May of last year. Quote, I was super worried, but I feel like my daughter did this. I feel like she's making a difference and I'm proud of her. I hate that it's come down to this, but I know that she's always with me and I know that I'm not going to let anyone ever forget her. That's what Garcia said. The Uvalde victims' relatives have been advocating for lawmakers to pass House Bill 2744 for months, Dana, months, coming to the Capitol nearly every week during the legislative session to demand its passage and even waiting for more than 13 hours to testify in support of the bill in a committee hearing in April. Their unrelenting push for lawmakers to pass gun control legislation has been an uphill battle in a Republican-dominated legislature that has loosened gun restrictions in recent sessions. Monday's vote, however, was a significant victory for the families. The bill would prohibit anyone under the age of 21 from purchasing a semi-automatic rifle that's capable of accepting a detachable magazine and that has a caliber greater than 22. With exceptions for peace officers, members of the military, and anyone who has been honorably discharged. King also added an exception for temporary loans of such weapons on the premises of sports shooting ranges for legal hunting or sporting purposes or in the presence of the person temporarily loaning the firearm, or on that person's property. While Monday's progress was a major and unexpected step forward for HB 2744, the future of the bill still remains uncertain. House Speaker Dade Phelan, I think is how you pronounce that, previously said he would be willing to let a debate on the bill play out on the House floor, but cautioned he doesn't believe it has the votes to pass the House. Yeah, it is a huge huge win and also just for the parents that were in there and the gun advocates, but I, I fear that it's about to go up against you know, the bigger Republicans in Texas. And they, they're, I, I don't know, I'm hoping for positive news, but we'll see what happens with that AG. Yeah. Thank you so much for that story. This is from Ryan Riley at NBC, a woman who stormed the Capitol on January 6th while wearing a pink beret was recently identified to the FBI by an ex-romantic partner. I always love these stories. Like how fucking bad did you piss someone off to be like, I'm turning your ass in. (laughs) So the FBI was called by an ex-romantic partner and was charged with four felony counts on Monday. As NBC News first reported, Jennifer Nzunza Vargas Geller, I'm hoping that's close, of California was identified by an ex and reported to the FBI after she was featured in a viral tweet from the Bureau last month. She now faces four misdemeanor counts, entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly and disruptive conduct, in a restricted building, disorderly conduct in the Capitol grounds or buildings, and unlawfully parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. She was not in custody on Monday, a law enforcement source said, but there's now a warrant out for her arrest. I hope she flees, and I hope she gets in more trouble. Maybe take that pink beret off, and people won't recognize you. Oh, my God. (laughs) For more than two years, online sleuths who identified hundreds of participants in connection with the January 6th attack, they've been unable to determine Vargas Geller's identity, and the woman's they dubbed hashtag pink beret had been the subject of online conspiracy theories. An attorney for another January 6th defendant suggested she was working at the behest of the government. Well, there's one conspiracy theory for you. But last weekend, a clothing designer Vargas Geller used to date was standing in the checkout line at a Joanne Fabric and Crab store when his buddy showed him a funny tweet from the FBI's Washington field office on his phone. This is a quote. He's always on Twitter, and he said something like, yo, check this out, the designer told NBC News. I stopped dead in my tracks, he said. I'm like, that's Jenny. Almost, <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> well, most well, most recent tweets from the FBI Washington field office account had received a few thousand views. The tweet featuring Vargas Geller racked up millions. Twitter users dubbed her insurrection Eva Braun, fascist Matilda, and compared her to April, uh, is that Ludgate? Yeah, April Ludgate. Thank you. And uh, the character played by Aubrey Plaza in NBC's Parks and Recreation. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Several users joked that she seems straight out of a Wes Anderson movie, and one user tweeted, Emily in incarceration, <laughs> referencing the Emily in Paris, which is hysterical. <laughs> uh, the charges against Vargas Geller came 11 days after the viral tweet, which is an extremely quick turnaround compared to other January 6 cases. Online sleuths have identified hundreds of additional Capitol riot participants who have not been charged, um, some of whom were first ID'd more than two years ago in 2021. Well, Vargas Geller was from Sacramento, the clothing designer told NBC News, but came to meet him in Los Angeles in early 2019 when they were in their early 20s. This is a quote. We weren't like trying to get married or anything, he said. We were hooking up for a few months. What, what? <laughs> She's there probably was, like, you bastard. I know. Oh, must have been bad. But there was a red flag that sparked a breakup. Vargas Geller, he said, wrote on Discord that she was reading Hitler's 1925 manifesto. Good for you, mister, for being like, this is a fucking Nazi. I'm not shagging her anymore. <laughs> and this is a quote. I was just instantly turned off like, yo, I don't think this is going to work out. He said, you're like reading Mein Kampf. You think immigrants don't deserve X, Y, Z? <laughs> a social media account linked Vargas Geller, viewed by NBC News, also referenced Hitler. So it is nice to see that there are still some people out there that Hitler is a deal breaker. I was just instantly turned off like, yo, I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> Manifesto, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like reading Mein Kampf. <laughs> oh, man. Way to go, kid. Way Seriously, go. I'm kind of loving that. There's some, right. there's a little bit of short. It's close to schadenfreude, but not quite. It's good news. And I'm glad that there's still some good people in the world. Uh, yeah. Yes. And, and that he was in a Joanne fabric. That's also one that. of my faves. Uh, yeah, yep. absolutely. Uh, I like this kid. All right, everybody stick around. We've got some good news after this break. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, have you found yourself taking millions of photos only to let them languish in your phone's camera roll? What if you could showcase all those cherished memories in one sleek, sophisticated frame? With Aura Frames, you can do just that. Well, Aura Frames crafts exquisite digital picture frames that enable you to display your favorite photos in your home or office without the hassle of printing them out. As a proud owner of multiple Aura Frames, I can attest to how incredibly easy it was to set up just a couple of minutes. The user-friendly interface allowed me to enjoy my favorite memories in no time. An Aura frame consolidates all your photos and videos in one breathtaking high-resolution display, and it makes it the perfect gift for mom or grandma or your aunt or any mom in your life this Mother's Day. Instead of having to share memories through group texts or social media or the mail, you can help them enjoy a personalized and intimate experience with Aura frames. Endorsed the best photo frame for digital photos by Wirecutter and The Strategist, and even selected as one of Oprah's favorite things, Aura frames are guaranteed to make your loved ones beam with joy. You can preload any frame with meaningful memories and a heartfelt message that will appear as soon as you set it up. Plus, you can invite the entire family, wherever they are in the world, to contribute photos to the frame using an app that fosters a sense of closeness, no matter the distance in your family. With Aura frames, celebrate and preserve your cherished moments in a beautiful, innovative way. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save the per on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code DAILYBEANS at checkout to get up to $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling Carver frames. 
His deal ends on May 14th, so don't wait. Terms and conditions apply. And I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I was looking for something tasty that boosted my energy and supported my immune system and filled the gaps in my nutrition. I take AG1 first thing every morning before I do anything else, and it makes me feel unstoppable and ready to take on the day. And we want to thank Athletic Greens for their support. Right now, they're offering a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. I have tried so many supplements, but AG1 is just different. It's better. I got started with it because I wanted to make sure I was getting the highest quality ingredients in my daily routine. And let me tell you, it tastes amazing. In just a short time, I noticed so many benefits. My digestion had improved. My hair and skin felt fantastic. And my sleep has been much better. AG1 is like a one-stop shop for my health. Just one scoop of powder every morning in a cup of water and I'm ready to go. I absolutely love how AG1 makes my life easier too. It's such a seamless and easy daily habit. So if you're looking for that one thing to support your health, trust me, AG1 by Athletic Greens is it. With 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, you can't go wrong. Give it a try and experience the benefits for yourself. If you're looking for a simpler and cost-effective supplement routine, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. That's athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. Check it out. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, if you want to play What the Mutt, or if you have a shout out for a loved one uh, that you want to to send to us, or a whoopee story, or maybe a shout out to a local business, a small business in your area you want to support, or your business. I know we have tons of creatives uh, and people who make stuff that listen to this program. So send that to us as well. Or, you know, you can pay your pod pet tax, just send in those photos. And if you don't have a pod pet, you can send an adoptable pet in your area, whatever Float your boat. You can send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. First up, Dana from D in Iowa. Pronouns she and her. Hey, Beans Queens. So happy to have you back from what I hope was a relaxing vacation. I want to share a bit of the kids are all right news, particularly Gen Z. Here in Iowa, there is a governor's award for all the valedictorians in the state. There is a, a ceremony where they receive their certificate and shake Governor Kim Reynolds' hand. I call Reynolds Stealth MAGA. She's just as bad as Abbott and DeSantis, but she's quiet about it. (laughs) Now back to the kids. My friend's son was one of the award recipients, and she shared a TikTok the kids made of them appearing with the governor wearing T-shirts under their blazers or cardigans saying things like, I read banned books, March for Our Lives, LGBTQ equality, and many others that seem to escape COVID Kim's notice. (laughs) So she didn't even notice. That's awesome. I've seen these photos. They went viral. Although her wooden smile uh, as she shook the kids' hands may have been an indication that she noticed. So maybe she did. Just a thought. This was a great indication that most of Gen Z is not bored with MAGA. The future looks bright. For pet tax, here's my studio quote-unquote helper, Addie, guarding a stock of my quilts as I pack for a show. Princess in the pea vibes here. Look at this baby on nice. the quilts. Oh. I know those quilts are beautiful, though, by the way, D. Yeah, I think we've seen some of D's quilts before. They're yeah. gorgeous. Let us know how it goes at the show. Love it. Thank you. All right. Karen from Boston, pronouns she and her. I want to share my They Might Be Giant story from way too many years ago. I was managing a record store in Boston right after their first album came out. 
One of the guy's moms, not sure which one, came into the store and bought about 20 copies and tried to get others to buy a copy too. She said she was single-handedly trying to get their album on the charts. How sweet is that? I love you guys. Your pods help me keep sane. That is such a cool story. I'm going to see if I could send that to John Flansburg and see if he remembers that because that's awesome. Uh, Next up then from Melissa, pronoun she and her. Dear Daily Beans gals, oh my gosh, I missed you last week so much. You are truly my daily news at the wee hours of the morning as I make lunches for school and work. I'm so happy to get you back this week with so much great news. My good things today is the week before last, I was invited to San Francisco to film some online classes for my teeny tiny small business. I have a small Etsy page called Hex House Crowns. I create felt creations, birthday crowns, and playscapes. I found wool felting during a dark time of my life, and it was wonderful to share my craft and talk about ways that many parents and caregivers can create their own treasures. Anyway, I had a wonderful week of filming with Creative Bug, and I met the most amazing crew who supported my idea uh, that started at my kitchen table and became a reality. All right, Melissa, we both started at kitchen tables. I'm happy you're back, and I can be informed daily again. Thank you for all the news. I love Jack, too. Laughs and the good news. Cheers to Dana. By the way, I joined PFLAG. Nice. Look at this. I want one. That's beautiful. Pretty I blue eyes. A felted flower crown. Hex. I'm sure all you have to do is put it out in the universe and you shall receive. Well, I'm going to go visit on Etsy. Hex, H-E-X, Hex House Crowns. Got it. Beautiful. All right, everyone. This is from Dr. Tardigrade. Disclaimer, not a doctor, not a tardigrade. And no <laughs> pronouns given. Hi, agume and degume. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Love your work. AG, I've been so thrilled watching your adventures, achievements, and growth since the hard-to-hear kitchen table days. <laughs> DG, what a wonderful, caring, and active person you are. I am very active. Mm. Uh, this Aussie, pronounced Aussie by us, things you need to know of trans rights case here in Australia. It's important, but the best bit is that this case will enter the legal lexicon and precedence as... And I shite you not, the Tickle versus Giggle case. <gasps> yeah. Me Tickle, M-E Tickle, Me Tickle, is a trans woman and is suing the women only app Giggle. It's oh, called the woman, Giggle. Oh, the women's the women only, only app, app oh, Giggle okay. for discrimination because they kicked her off. And it was reported by Crikey, crikey.com AU, the plucky and funny investigative news website that was sued for defamation by Lachlan Murdoch Uh, for saying that the Murdochs were uninvited co-conspirators in the January 6th shenanigans. Oddly enough, Lachlan slash Roman dropped the defamation case a day or two after the Dominion settlement. Interesting. Yeah, by pod... Oh, my goodness. By pod text is a... By my pod text, I got all flustered, is a photo of my adorable grandbaby, Frankie. Especially (gasps) for Dana. We've seen a picture of this baby before. Look Look at Frankie. The eyes. Frankie's perfect. I would give Frankie anything that baby wanted, by the way. <laughs> so I guess crikey.com.au called Lachlan Murdoch and his dad unindicted co-conspirators of January 6th shenanigans. I love that. I know. That's fantastic. How so like Tickle versus Giggle is an actual case. I hope Tickle wins. Oh, yeah. Let's go I'm Tickle. Team Tickle. Yeah. Team Tickle. Mm-hmm. We I should make shirts for the Aussies. Team Tickle. This baby. Oh. So adorable. Thank you for that submission. Really, really, truly incredible. And thank you. Yeah, I'd love to keep up uh, more on what's going down in Australia. I didn't know that. Uh, Next up from Tony. Tony I. Pronouns he and him. I'm a new listener to your show and I look forward to it every day. 
I'm also relatively new to not being irritated by liberalism. I've been a lifelong conservative, but the past several years have pushed me so very far away from the so-I-thought grand old party. I'm not saying I'm extremely liberal now. As a matter of fact, I don't feel like I've changed that much at all. I'm just not whatever the GOP has decided to become. It was rather easy to see this happening right in front of my eyes. The Christian right continued to show their very unchristian values at every turn. I've read the Bible my entire life, and not once did I ever read that Jesus persecuted anyone. His message was and is all about love and acceptance. Didn't mean to spend so much time here. Sorry, I'm going to make you think I'm offended by your vulgarities, which it's more likely that you'd probably be offended by mine. (laughs) Awesome, Tony. My wife and I have two beautiful girls, eight and 12. We live in the suburbs of Nashville. Over the past few years, it's become glaringly obvious that our views are not in the majority here. I don't know if you've seen the news lately. Aha. But we have a thing going on down here in Tennessee. It has actually given me a lot of hope for the future. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I recognize that we have a rather long and steady hill to climb, but the response of young people in our state to the fascism that is running rampant here gives me so much hope. It's something I haven't felt in a long while. Representative Jones and Representative Johnson and Pearson are superheroes in my mind. And I'm so thankful for their courage in the face of this immense adversity that they faced along with their desire to lean in, uh, lean into and push even harder. That's truly inspirational. And it's really the only way this is going to work. I hope and pray that their shining example will encourage people like me that can see through the psyop and push back against these loud, obnoxious pseudo-conservatives. By the way, MAGA is the true rhino. Podtax is Maisie, S, Macy, S pronounced, not, uh, not, S not pronounced Z, so Macy. It might be a tough challenge, however, it has been known to stump people. She's about six years old this summer, but is one of those dogs that still maintains her puppy attitude. She loves all people, even those that are put off by her excitability. We like to call her aggressively friendly. Same, that's <laughs> same. what people call me that, yeah. If there was a room of 50 people, she would make a point to greet and show her appreciation for their presence to every single person. Very often, she wins over the most undog people, like my sister, who can be found cuddling with her when she visits. <laughs> thank you for reading my unexpectedly long message, and thank you for your podcast. I very much appreciate your insight and deep knowledge and understanding of all this legal stuff. I've learned so much about the legal system over the past couple of years, and I guess I owe that to the former guy. Ah, oh, look at Macy. No, oh, I know. Macy's is there, beautiful. Are there answers? No. Okay. I don't, I don't think it's a what the mutt. She looks a little, she's beautiful. Beautiful indeed. It's like a tuxedo dog. She's <laughs> <laughs> all dressed up. Nowhere to go but her bed. Love it. I, I, you know, now that I'm looking at these felt flower crowns again from, from Hex House Crowns, I was wondering if I can get my cat to keep one on, on, on her head. That'd be fun. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for all this good news. We needed it today. I appreciate you. You can send your good news into us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And uh, if you have anything that you have an issue with, with our language, you know, I've been, I saw a post earlier today where someone was like, I'm really concerned that this might not be a safe space for non-binary folks um, because of some language issues, but I couldn't, I didn't know what those language issues were, anything like that at all that you want to, to tell us to, you know, to give us those gentle corrections. We were a hundred percent open to, to that communication. And I know Dana, I, you know, I don't want to, I, I'm pretty sure I could speak for you and say, we both want to strive to continue to be better 
people. A hundred percent. If there's ever a person, a trans, non-binary, anyone in the LGBTQ community, anyone listening that feels like they've been slighted or something by something we've said or um, words that we've used, definitely give us a soft correction. I'm, I try hard. I'm enveloped in this work, but I, I mean, I, I know I make mistakes. I'm not sure what happened. Obviously, you said you're not sure what the tweet is referencing, but definitely Mm-mm. feel free and safe, even if it's anonymous, to just send in some feedback to us because we're always open to it. Yeah, we're yeah, we're former comedians. We're very used to not, you know, <laughs> filtering what comes out of our mouths, and so uh, this is a very different environment now. Uh, and so we definitely want. I I know I for sure want to make sure that you know, I'm doing the best I can and continue to do the best I can to be better. So anything you want to send us, dailybeanspod.com, click on contact. And like uh, like Dana said, you can do it anonymously if you don't feel comfortable Absolutely. Uh, sharing who you are. We appreciate it. Um, we always look forward to that kind of feedback and that kind of growth. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here, my friend? No, no final thoughts for today. Just happy to be back in your ears. All right. We'll be on verdict watch for the E. Jean Carroll trial. Uh, and uh, until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. Oh, and please take everyone with you. <laughs> I've been H.G. And I've been D.G. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler, how much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary. They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in an Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch you will be vaporized.
Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.